Hello and welcome back to episode 11 of The Jam Sesh. Uh, a warm welcome from me and Jake. We hope you're well. Um, thank you very much for listening and asking your questions. Uh, it's appreciated. It's always good to answer questions that have come from a different brain. Um, just because yes. it mixes it up a little bit. Um, be sure to follow us on uh, Instagram. Uh, we are at The Jam Sesh Podcast. Um, and yeah, just get involved um and let's kick the episode off with some audience questions jake do you want to start us off of course i'd love that um sorry if there's some background noise there's some builders doing builder things typical builders Um, typical classic uh anyway so the questions from the audience um kaya kaja it's kaya i checked with her kaya it's kaya okay kaya Uh, yeah, because I, I knew I knew that I would not be able to pronounce it, so I had to check. Okay, so Kaya asked, um, "Is it possible to make a timeless record? And if so, how would you go about it?" Mm. Um, so uh, um, I, I actually learned what a timeless record was because I didn't know what it was, um, and it's uh, it's where you have it's a record that basically doesn't like get old. Like you don't, it's I guess it's always popular, maybe. Yeah. Um, I'm so I'm I guess surprised you didn't know that. No, I know. So am I actually. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I just never, I've never heard of it before. I probably, to be fair, I probably have heard the term. I probably just never clocked on what that actually means. Yeah. Um, but what, what do you think? Is it possible? Oh, ice cream van oh. again. Again, he's it's always swear. about. He times it for the whole for day. Whenever he hasn't been whenever. about, and now, <laughs> right? He's there. <laughs> um, Go on. What? Okay, I'll just try and talk over him. Um, or her. Um, I, yeah, I think, her. Yeah, I think it's entirely possible to make yeah. timeless records because, mm. you know, um, like uh, Michael Jackson or Queen or, you know, stuff like that, I think people always will like it just because, you know, it's good music. Um, mm. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if there's a set formula though to creating it. Um, do you think? Do you think it's got something to do with not maybe the the musical side, but the the soundscape that it, like is created? Like, do you think the production of it matters more if you if you're kind of producing a an album or a song that maybe you're predicting what the production of songs will be like in X number of years? Do you think maybe if you do like a really weird product, maybe it's weird at the time, but when you're recording, you're producing it in a way that has never been done before and is almost like a forecast of what's going to happen in the future. Maybe that's yeah. something that like, could happen. But, I mean, I've never tried to even think about like how how are you supposed to even go about you know, saying, oh, this is what it's going to sound like in 20 years, so I'm going to make it. Right. It's, yeah. It, I, I can't imagine it's very easy. Um, uh, unless, unless when you make it, you you're almost shaping what the, um, music will be like in X number of years. So for Michael Jackson, for example, when he made a, made a, uh, an album um, like a timeless record, maybe he uh, like thought this is going to shape the music in so many years' time. Right. Well, I don't um, know. Is it a conscious decision, or is it just you know people making music and then it ending up, you know? people loving it and then yeah um i think we might have spoken about it before but it's you you know tend to enjoy the music 
your parents enjoy because you've grown up on it. So, like you, yeah, you know, when your parents are young, they'll enjoy it and they'll get down to it and throw some shapes. Um, <laughs> and true, then true. you know they'll they'll listen to it whilst you're growing up. And so I think mm. then yeah. it, it just continues. Um, Hmm. Yeah, I don't think there's a formula. I think it's just people making music and enjoying it and not necessarily yeah. maybe caring as much. Because yeah. I feel like the ones that are timeless possibly push boundaries quite a lot. Yeah, definitely. But definitely. Good okay. question. That's very interesting. Yeah, good question. Um, yeah. Do you want to go on to the next one? Yeah. 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 So our next question is from Tom. It's very uh, simple in words, but complicated in uh, answer. And the question is, why jazz? Um, Well, (laughs) this could be the whole. This could be the whole podcast. Yeah. Um, Can I answer with another question? Yeah. Why not jazz? You know. Why not? Very good. It's... Or, or what about why does it matter? Yeah, who cares? But, Come on, Tom. yeah, exactly. <laughs> why, why are you shaming no. on jazz for? No, I'm joking. No, I, I think. Um, I mean, this always like confuses me when people are like, oh, why do you listen to that music? Because, like, is it necessarily you choose to listen to that music, or is it you are almost? I can't, I can't think of the right wording, but you don't choose to listen to the music. It just happens, like you just gradually get into it. Because I remember when I, I, the only reason I got into jazz wasn't because I, from this day I started listening to jazz. I gradually, like, found myself listening to jazz. Not, it wasn't a sudden thing. Um, yeah. And I, it, and and even now I still listen to other genres other than jazz. Um, I wouldn't even say jazz takes up fifty, maybe not even sixty percent of what I listen to. Um, but but yeah, there's no, there's not really a simple answer to why jazz. <laughs> um, no, I, I, oh yeah, that's. Uh, I think we, we've talked we talked about yeah. before how how we kind of got to jazz and what we like about it and why we listen to it. But I, yeah, I guess it's just there's there's no easy answer other than it no, sounds no. nice. <laughs> yeah, well, some I, I think, some jazz doesn't. I've well, got you got you got to point point out. It's mostly yeah. quite fun to play as well, which I think. Yeah, yeah. it's almost relate. It's almost relatable to play as well. Like for yeah. for me, being a guitarist, you you you're normally, and uh, you're normally playing like rhythm guitar in the background of a rock band or whatever. Whereas jazz, you I could be at the at the front of a band, leading it, and it's the same for any instrument. I think any instrument could be a solo instrument in jazz, even bass guitar. Even bass can be a even soloist. Bass. That's even, saying even something. Basically. I'm <laughs> um, just saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, it's quite a tricky question to answer. Um, yeah. So I don't know. Anyway, talk, talk about talking about bass. I've got a claim to fame. Oh, something, something, oh no. something really weird happened the other day. So, oh. um, a few like a few weeks ago, this bassist started following me on Instagram. Um, okay. And I kind of thought, oh, yeah, like it's, it's a girl. And she was like, some of the music was really cool. Um, so obviously I followed her back. Um, and um, when Adam Neely released the new video, um, right. about a couple of, I think it was a couple of days ago, 
where he like showcases his his like fans music and um yeah he just like talks about them anyway um this person that followed me was in the video oh okay yeah yeah do you remember the one who played the bass and then there was a guy accompanying who her had like guitar? The, yeah 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 it was her that's cool and it was it was just like whoa like <laughs> you 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 were in an adam neely video but even though i'd followed it before so that's my claim to well, for the week yeah 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 of course um <laughs> not, anyway, not really though <laughs> callum can we can we keep on topic please yeah you sorry know? sorry sorry this always happens let's, <sighs> this let's move on to the next question do you yes. want to do, do one more sure um our next question is from hugo uh, and the question is, can I make music which is good on my phone? Mm. And I thought this was quite interesting because yeah. it was, can I make music which is good? And the reason I found that interesting is because what is good music? True. You know? It, but what? but interestingly, we can distinguish what bad music is, can't we? We can say, oh, that's bad because of maybe it lacks... So, or can I don't know, can we... Like, yeah I guess you're right in saying that what is good music Um, because I could think a piece is the greatest piece known to man and it's musical genius and I could play it to someone and they'll go yeah but it sounds rubbish you know true Um, true but I think maybe we're looking at it slightly too deep (laughs) Um, yeah I mean if we're looking just at the question about if we just say can I make music on my phone yes obviously you can um yeah, I think there's a Charlie Puth album literally called Voice Notes where he built up an album based on voice notes that he has saved in his phone. Have you heard that story? So yeah, all of those songs all of those songs Yeah, yeah, all of those songs are from his voice notes app on his on his phone. Um That's I mean obviously you, he just he didn't he didn't produce the <laughs> album on his phone. Although you could do that. There are apps now that you can plug in like a microphone and play and record and um so it's definitely possible. Um, yeah, didn't you? I, have, I mean, I've no, I, I've never done it. Personally. Didn't you have an app that would write jazz standards? Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, but it, it's it's more of a it's like a massive. It's called iReal Pro, um, and it's 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 like a it's from, think of a real book on steroids. <laughs> so it's like every single possible song you can think of and the charts for them. So. Rather than looking up, um, like for guitarists and pianists, this might not be as relevant for you, Jake, or any other like person who doesn't play a rhythm instrument. If you want to learn chords to a song, generally what you'll look up is uh, X song chords into Google, and what you'll get is you'll get a, a a a lyrics and then chords where like where they go in the lyrics. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, whereas on iRoll Pro, and you, you just get rid of the lyrics and it's just the chords. So it's like a condensed cool. format um, of any song. So like, imagine like the Beatles in a real book. It's that kind of thing. Um, and yeah, you can make your own. You can make your own charts. Which That's is quite amazing. Fun. We did it on the way. We did it on the way to. Um, yes. On our music tour, didn't we? That twenty-three hour coach ride. Well, we uh, had to fill it somehow, didn't we? Where I slept half an hour. True. I wanted to die. That in um, fact that was the, that was almost a year ago. Uh, that was a year ago. Last week, we, that we went, yeah, and we came back a year ago on Tuesday, I think. Oh, this yeah, year memories. went quick. 
Yeah, true. That is very true. Right. Uh, we've got two more. So um, Jess asks, hi there. Uh, I don't play an instrument, but I want to write and record music. Do I need to learn a musical instrument or can I just write using my computer skills? Um, that's a very specific question. Um, yeah. But I think the short answer is yes. Uh, however, I would definitely look at learning some form of music, whether that be learning an instrument or learning at least like a fundamental like course about music. Because although you might know how to work a computer and work software um for example you wouldn't know what the word quantize means which is quite important you wouldn't know about yeah. all the like numbers like four four the time signature the key you're in i i i think it's definitely possible but i don't know it'd be interesting to do like a test to give like a computer student a piece of music software and see if they can do anything with it yeah. Um, um I think yeah, like you said, it's definitely possible. Um I think it would be made easier by having like uh an understanding of music. Um even if it that's just kind of like the scales um mm. on, on the piano, I think that massively yeah. helps. You know, understanding yeah. if I'm in D major what will be a two five one, right? Um, yeah. Just, uh, yeah, I don't think you have to be, you know, virtuosic um, mm -hmm. on an instrument. I think you could get away with maybe not being able to play. I, but I do believe that, um, you know, being able to, even if it is just a scale or understanding yeah. the keys. Um, but to be um, honest, I think most people yeah. know that from, from learning at school. Like, I think most people would be able to play a chord on the piano. Right. I think it's. I think that's probably a common skill that most people have, um, but it's just make, making sure that you, you're, you're musical about making a song rather than just throwing a random chord in. If that makes sense. Yes. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you don't, if you don't want to learn an instrument, then I guess you can try. But I don't know how. How uh, effective it will be. No. Um, okay. Last question from the audience. Uh, it's from Manik. I'm going to assume that's how you pronounce it. I didn't ask him or her. <laughs> I think it's him. Anyway, um, what inspired you to do a podcast? Uh, lockdown, we got bored. What? Okay, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to throw something out there. I don't know if it's entirely true. Because I feel like we were messaging each other about yeah. a live... I feel like someone was on a live and almost at the same time and I, I mm. can't remember what exactly it was but we were like do you want to do a podcast or someone had yeah. mentioned a podcast and we we're like oh yeah that would be cool and then it actually mm. kind of happened yeah we, we talked about it a couple of times didn't we like yeah like should we should we do it like we've got time to do it now um yeah I, I, one of the things it was, it was i think what you're talking about there is when jacob collier and, and adam neely went live at exactly the same time do you remember that Yes. And it was like, yes. And we had, yes. And, yeah. Um, it was random that we, that was what we remember from it. But, um, <laughs> but yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess for us, it's just more about um, we, we're not really inspired by this sounds really harsh. We're not really inspired by people who, um, like the people who listen, because for us, it's more of a like way of communicating. Like 
for me in particular, I know it might be different for you, but I don't really get to talk about music that much. My family, like as I say, aren't very musical. Um, so whenever I talk to them about music, they either ignore me or pretend to listen. Um, so like, that sounds like I'm, I'm being abused by my family. I'm really not. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it was for me and you, I think it was like a good way to um, communicate um, in music. Um, and we're just interested in a lot of the topics in music and especially the deep ones. Mm. Um, but yeah, you got anything to add? Um, no, I, I think that was spot on. Um, oh. Just, you know, interested in music and although, you know, like you said, we weren't necessarily um, drawn to the idea because, you know, we wanted a fan base or whatever. Um, mm, yeah. I think it was more of... You know, even if no one listens, maybe okay. Maybe if no one listened, we'd probably stop. Um, but even yeah. if it were only you know five people, I think we'd still do it just because yeah. we like talking about music. But also, mm-hmm. you know, it it was more um, a chat rather than this is music. Um, yeah, because yeah. we're both really open to learning things and. Uh, yeah. looking at the weird bits of music and yeah um yeah definitely cool yeah. uh well as usual make sure you get some more questions in and we'll get them answered next next episode um let's move on to our first first of four official questions we've gone for four um this week uh that's mainly due to because we know we can't do an episode next week um so for anyone yes. who actually cares well, there won't be an episode uh Sorry. next week um that's technically technically my fault because i'm going away um so oh tut, tut, so, tut. So, no, no, sorry for me this lack of effort really um <laughs> so the first uh question is is it viable to learn an instrument by only using online resources uh, and can you realistically and effectively learn an instrument for free um so this was um a question that um i found on a forum um about people wanting to learn instruments in in lockdown which i think a lot of people have done and are still doing um yeah. and obviously because there's no teaching going on or in face-to-face teaching i should say um it's become a lot more difficult to learn an instrument um i say easily in in the right way in my opinion um yeah. and also lesson uh, the average cost of lessons has gone up um mm-hmm over the past three or four months it's gone up from i think it wasn't 30 pounds an hour it's now up to 37 pounds an hour so it's not crazy but it has gone up um so well what do you think do you think you can learn instrument with only like only using online resources um hmm. so let's say you've bought let's say you've bought your let's say sorry let's say you've bought your instrument already yeah. You've got nothing else, you've just got your instrument. Um, I think you can uh learn how to play the instrument. Mm-hmm. But whether you can I'm trying to word this correctly. You can know how to get notes out of the instrument, right? But whether you yeah. can play it and also understand it. Um, I don't think you can definitely, I, I can't, 
I think you, oh, I don't know. I'm, I can't is think it, of the words. I think with, with online lessons, you lack um, learning about musicianship. Yeah, I think maybe um, like you, you, you don't get to play with other people. Um, right. You don't really get any like physical interaction um, with other musicians. So like, yeah, um, even even if you're, but that's the same even if you're doing um, like Zoom lessons, like actual lessons with a person, you still can't play with them. Um, so yeah, I mean. You, yeah, as you say, you can learn. You can learn in quotation marks an instrument. Um, you, you know, I, I don't know how far you, you'd be able to get with it without getting annoyed. I know I couldn't possibly do like a course. I just find it too straining. Um, but okay, so do you, do you think you can learn an instrument for free? Because a lot um, there's obviously a lot of there's a lot of paid online resources, but there's also a lot of like for YouTube, for example, is a lot of people learn. Um, instruments through YouTube. Do you think that's any less viable or more viable? Um, I again, I think you can. Uh, I don't think you can do it for free, which is quite sad. Yeah, because yeah. YouTube is amazing. Um, like just for learning, I think YouTube is good for learning songs. Um, mm. I think humans rely on kind of almost instant gratification, like. You know, um, a YouTube video will tell you where to put your fingers and that will create a sound. But yeah. I don't think you're actually getting the understanding behind it. You're not actually learning. I think you're remembering a pattern. Um, oh, who? Um, oh, sorry, my words are just... Um, <laughs> who? What is his name? I Charles Cornell. About. Oh yeah. Um he just did a video on it. Um not on this topic specifically, but he did talk about it. Um mm. I think. But yeah, I although YouTube is amazing, I don't think you will actually learn the instrument. I think you'll learn how to play a few songs, but I don't think yeah. that's actually knowing how to play it. Well what, what about learning like a second or third instrument online? Like let's say you've already got music skills, so like for you example you already know how to play um well i guess you've already have you how did you learn the saxophone because um, that was that's your that's your second instrument technically isn't it although yeah i know you play you play it more but it was actually mostly by ear i didn't do a lot oh, of okay. stuff on youtube um, yeah which looking back at it, i don't know actually quite how i learned it <laughs> i i just kind of yeah picked it up and yeah practiced um i suppose i suppose they're quite similar instruments am i right in saying that like the way that they work um is that wrong that, that uh, might be completely wrong i mean similar in a way that you blow into it and push buttons <laughs> uh, yeah. um, but i remember when i was teaching myself saxophone and getting oboe lessons i'd always mm. get my fingerings confused oh really so okay. i'd try and play like an a on the oboe which yeah. is slightly different to an a on a saxophone right um it's yeah. just like silly things mm. um but yeah i don't know i i i would be interested to see if someone can yeah. actually learn an instrument through youtube yeah. um, well you see all those have you ever like watched those um videos where people document their progress of learning an instrument yeah and like 
those, those cliche videos where like day one and they'll play I don't know the first bit of fur release and then it will uh, go to like day 360 and they'll be playing uh, let me think what song does everyone what's that song that everyone knows on the piano River Flows In You that's the one that's the one <laughs> definitely that's just that's just what that's just a classic year of playing the piano that's what it gets you and I, I to be yeah. fair I did fall into that trap I remember learning that for the first time I was def- oh, that was definitely me at one point what what is that app is it me the one where it teaches you piano um, I always get ads for it I mean there's quite a few oh, uh, but it's like I d- they'll show you oh it's it's my 30 wedding anniversary and so I'm going to learn the piano for my wife because this is what our first dance was to I've never but, seen those and, and all it is is an app that kind of tells you where the note is on the piano <laughs> and then where it yeah. is on the stave right and so that's how you learn the that piece is, that is a classic but, though online way of learning piano isn't it yeah it then cuts to a clip of him with like perfect hand position yeah and you know with his because it's really quite common to drop your wrists on piano unless yeah. Yeah. you're an in air quotes like professional and he's yeah. just there with you know perfect positioning and posture and it's like you learn that mm-hmm. off an app that just tells you an yeah. A is in between a B and a G. Right? Yeah. Well, okay. I mean, my piano technique is awful. Like, it's the worst you'll ever see. My posture is all over the place. And my way... Yeah, I've got very relaxed hands, so they're not, like, upright. They're, like, yeah. slumped down. And a lot of the time, I don't use all my fingers. Like, I'll use my pinky and my ring finger in like uh, together. So instead of playing... Yeah, I don't know how to explain it, but like they're just <laughs> they just sometimes work together rather than being separate. Yeah, yeah, it's it's all over the place. Um, yeah. But yeah, um, okay, let's move on to our next question. Yes. Uh, um, oh yeah, sorry, go oh. on. I need, I need to take a question away from you. I mean, if if you wanna if you wanna ask the no, question, no, 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 no. Um, it's your it's your go. Okay, I'm quite curious as to how you found this question because it is weird and I. But it's, um, does having a big ego make you a better player? Mm. Where where did you find that? I thought it up. Oh, okay. <laughs> it, it was more It was more about, um, like, nervousness, but at the same time, confidence in music. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so, um, I mean, uh, if you probably were incredibly nervous to the point where you couldn't move, I mm. doubt you'd be great in a performance. Um, yeah. Just, you know, you're so nervous that you just stood there. But <laughs> I think on the opposite end of that, thinking you're the best player in the world, um, yeah. I, I think that will stop you from hearing your mistakes and where you need to improve, mm-hmm. which, definitely, you know, I think is really important in music because... Uh, I don't think I have met a musician that after their solos will go, oh, wow, that was sick. You know, I think most people will go, yeah, that was all right. I enjoyed it. I don't think people will watch it back and go, wow, I am amazing. Just because, you know, looking back on stuff you do in music, you're always going to go, oh, I could have done this. Um, Mm. And that's not a bad thing, you know. Um, Improving is is good <laughs> um uh, just a quick sign actually you just 
trigger something in my brain. Do you ever look back at performances you've done and like critique them? Um, have, have you I, ever done that? I try to avoid looking back at performances okay, yeah. as much as possible because they are yeah. incredibly embarrassing. See, I, I, for some reason, I have this thing where I always want to know what, like, what went, what, uh, it's such a cliche, but what went well, and even better if, I mean, <laughs> if you're from our school, then you'll know what that means, but, um, because I think it's really important to look at, um, I remember I did, uh, what was it, I was, I did, it was, it was, in fact, it was the FMD concert okay. that we did, uh, and I watched my solo back, and I started in the wrong key. I started a whole tone out. Um, How dare you? And I know, and I remember at the time, really panicking and thinking, "Oh no, this is this sounds this doesn't sound good." But when I watched it back, um, it actually worked, um, and I'm glad I watched it back because I could then use that again. Um, and when I start another solo, maybe for the same song, I can, I can go, "Oh, I know that works, so I'm going to do that." Yeah. Do you know, does that make sense? So yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, that's the question. Um, but I, I think that um, you, I think you can hear a confident player, and I also think you can hear a very unconfident and nervous player. Like I think um, it's very, especially in singers. I hate to kind of you know target singers here, but it's very easy in a singer's voice to hear um, if they're nervous or if they're very confident. Um, I think that's different for some instruments like uh, I can't think of an instrument that you just wouldn't be able to hear confidence or not a tuba I don't know why that's going to come <laughs> around but if, like have, but have you ever like um, heard an, un- an unconfident tuba I bet you haven't because they, they're always they're always blowing so hard that you just like you just you just you hear them or you don't do you know what I mean uh, yeah I, I've never thought Where, about it but but whereas if you took a drummer, another example, and they're not very confident, you know, they they may be very quiet and drummers aren't supposed to be quiet. They're supposed to be as loud as they possibly can be because that's who drummers are. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I think, I think when we talk about ego, you can have, I think you can have some kind of an ego, but you don't want to be, you don't want to be like, uh, you don't have a big ego because if you have a big ego, then you're right. You would just become complacent and, think you are the Mars Davis of trumpeters which you probably yeah. are um, I, so I think yeah what comes with it not necessarily ego but confidence like you said because yeah. it's not necessarily you know um, thinking you're good enough obviously you know that helps um, mm. it would be I, I think it's really uncommon to go um, you know, I, I can't do this. You know, there's someone way better. Um, mm. But I, I think one of the key things is being confident in what you're doing. Um, like knowing that you're doing what you can, you know, not necessarily yeah. confident that you will be the best, but mm. confident that you can at least try your hardest. Um, and may, maybe that's different in other things but i what comes to mind is in improvisation in solos because mm. yeah. it's if you're really like timid and shy and uh, you know you don't quite know where you're trying to get to 
um, before you know it, your solo is going to be over and you've only played two notes. Yeah. Um, which, you know, uh, you know, one note melodies, um, all that. <laughs> but yeah. I, I think it is being more confident in I, I kind of know where I need to go. Um, yeah. Whether the journey is the nicest, yeah, mm-hmm. you know. Um, yeah. yeah. It's weird you, you talk about journey and in, in that way because... I was I did a this is going to sound like such a flex and I always do this but um, I was on a uh, Zoom lesson um, a free one I should say with um, Mark Letary who is the shut up lead with the lead guitarist Snarky Puppy it was free I I mean what what do I do if Bob (laughs) Reynolds had a free Zoom lesson what would you do well yeah but you'd do it so anyway I did it um, we get to, if there's literally about four of us on there, so you get to ask as many questions as you want. So I asked, uh, I asked about, do you have a plan when you're improvising, or when you're soloing? Um, um, before before I say what his answer is, do you have a, do you have a plan when you're improvising? Do you have like um, a place that you know you want to get to before you stop? So I I kind of, um, not consciously, hmm. um, but I. In my head, I almost have like shapes. If that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you know how you can kind of feel the music, and yeah. almost hum a melody that doesn't quite exist. But like in my head, I see like shapes. Like oh, I want to go up a bit here, but okay, then yeah, yeah I, I don't know. I, I can't quite explain it. Well, um, that's really weird because that's basically exactly what Mark Letary does. So props to it, you. I am Mark Letary. I mean, that's not going too far. Just take off my um, mask, you know. But I mean, I I don't do that. I don't. I, I do. It's different for me though because I can do something where it's called going up the fretboard. So I can start down quite low on the fretboard, and my plan is basically just to build up so that by the end of the solo, I'm at the high register of the guitar. If that makes sense. Well, I, well, I suppose you could do it on the yeah. saxophone, but it's yeah. not as visible to look at. Um, whereas for me, I can clearly see where I am and where I need to be at the end. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, I spe- I go, I guess if you're, if you have like a big ego, then you won't have a plan, will you? Because you just think when well, anything I play will, is gold. Um, I'll wing it. Exactly. You don't want to wing anything in music. No. Because it will, Never. it will go wrong. It will go wrong. Absolutely. Well, um, even if you plan it, it'll probably go wrong. Let's be honest. It depends how much you plan it. I think over planning is bad. You don't want to over plan a solo because that's where you get into the kind of, oh, is that really improvised or is he just. And also, played, like, if you around. mess up one part of your pretty much yeah. pre made solo, I yeah. think you kind of get stuck because you don't quite know where you want to go. Exactly. Because you've, yeah. you've never had to think yeah. about it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I, I can't remember the last solo that I did that was written out. It's just because I, for 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 me, it's just it's just not very fun, is it? Just no. playing a solo that's written out. It's just not, just not as as enjoyable as improvising. Um, well, we I, I must say we've led this onto the next question very well. Um, oh yeah, we have. We've we've what's it called? Is it a segue? Segue? Is that we call it? Sure. Let's go for that. I think that's what. Yeah. Um, so the next question is: What is improvisation? And why is it so important in jazz music? And why isn't it so important in other genres such as pop and classical? 
Um, mm. So improvisation um, quite simply is a lot of people are just like, oh, it's making it up on the spot. Um, that is technically true, but I think there's probably more to it than that. But I guess you could say that improvisation is a free way of expressing a mood or a feeling without having to follow any music. Um, and you're generally following a chord like progression or pattern. Um, so go on, Jake, why is it important in jazz music? Do you know why it's important? Um, well, well, why, why, do you, why, do you, why do you think, why do you think it's important? Uh, okay. I think jazz is one of the few styles that is almost, um, what's a good word? Kind of like communal, like you're sharing it, aren't you? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think kind of in pop music, it is, I am here performing. You are sat there listening to me. You will yep. sing a chorus or two and I will point a microphone at you or whatever, you know, <laughs> whereas I feel like in jazz, um, you're, you're kind of able to mess about. And I think there is that interaction more with the, not just the band, but also the people listening. Um, mm, yeah. And I think why improvisation is so key in jazz um, is because you're able to just, you know, uh, like you said, express feelings or emotions, but I think yourself. Um, mm. You can, you know, play a song maybe you're not too fond of and then go into your solo and just do you. And yeah. I I think most of the time, irrelevant of whether it sounds good or bad, uh, in yeah. like... Uh, air quotes good bad um yeah uh, i think people will enjoy it because uh, maybe it's less so about the music in in a weird way because uh, what comes to mind is the one of the or a small section of the barry solo in moaning by charles mingus and it is an insane solo it just basically the whole piece is a barry solo He's just mm. the barry player is going ham, and yeah. um, in in a few uh, transcriptions I've seen of it, um, almost everyone has put um, what what is the like failed altissimo, which is quite interesting. Okay. So it's he's gone for a really high note and it just quite it hasn't quite worked, so it's okay. maybe squeaked or the sound hasn't come out, but you can still yeah. hear him trying to play it. And I think that's okay. really interesting because I think if that happened, you know, like when we went to see the Rite of Spring, um, yeah. maybe if a soloist there had messed up or gotten a few notes wrong, it would be, oh, mm. he's not very good. He messed up a few of his notes. Oh, look at yeah. me. Um, yeah. Whereas in jazz, I think it's kind of an experience. You know, you can yeah. mess about. And if, you know, if you mess up a few notes... Oh well, you you've still yeah. got somewhere to reach, and you're still enjoying yourself, and people can still see you um, yeah. having fun. So I think that's one of the most important things in improvisation, and that's the wrong notes. Um, I think there's no point improvising if you're only going to play a C major scale. Um, right. That's not to say you can't, but you, when you're improvising, you you're wanting to almost push boundaries. You're wanting to go to different places in the key and in the music um and 
I think, I mean, yeah, it's one of the most fundamental things in jazz music. Um, and I think a lot of the time um, it's almost overlooked. I think distinguishing what improvisation is in, in pieces of jazz music is sometimes what people get um, like confused about. Because, I mean, for example, one thing that either Bob Runners does very well or I don't know if he means to do it or not, he will go into go into a improvised section very smoothly. Like you can't tell where his improvisation starts, if that makes sense. I was yeah. listening to a song today, um, and he he was it was clear that he was improvising, but I tried to think about where he where he started, and I couldn't. There was no set like bang. That's where you're going to start improvising. It almost his melody just expanded and became a solo which I guess yeah. that's what most music teachers will tell you when you're soloing for the first time I remember this when you're soloing for the first time they say just play the melody but add some other notes right um, and yeah I guess that works for the first time but you don't want to keep, you don't want to keep doing that because <laughs> otherwise otherwise yeah. you probably will get found out and um, <laughs> but but yeah so how come we don't hear improvisation in pop music um, and other music like that. And as I mean, and classical, I mean, there's loads of other genres that don't really improvise. Um, so yeah. What, what do you think about that? I, I don't know. It, it's odd because you get it in rock quite yeah. almost all the time and you get yeah. it in jazz and it's right. So where did it die out? Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, I, I think it's more for for pop music, especially. It's more of a kind of do fans actually want to listen to an instrument improvising, which will probably sound different live. In fact, no, it will sound different live because improvisation isn't something that's, yeah. that copies. You don't copy someone else's improvisation. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know about classical. I don't know what happened to that. I mean. Those, those poor viola players just want to be playing some <laughs> some mo- some modes over a, over a bark piece and they can't. I know it's tragic, but I, know. I, I think like I I think uh, um, it it kind of gets onto the question of do people really care about the music? So mm. in in like pop songs, it I. What comes to mind is if there were a pop song and there was a guitar solo or something like that, I and this makes me quite sad, but I wouldn't be surprised if people just you know went on to the next song when that happened, or they'd just skip it to the verse. Yeah, and and that's it's almost painful to have that thought because yeah. it's like do people actually care about music or is it yeah. you know singing? It, yeah, but. Yeah, but a lot of the solos you hear aren't improvised, are they? They're just written out solos. Like um, Ed Sheeran had a lot of has a lot of guitar solos in his um, in his pieces. A lot of them are played by John Mayer. Fun fact. Um, but they're not they're not like improvised. Or they, well, they might have been, but once they're played once, that's them for the yeah. remain. Like you, when he plays them live, the solos are the same. Um, yeah, it's it's a strange one. Um, but I mean, I love improvising. I know you. I'm sure you do as well. Um, it's not. It's not necessarily the the fact that I can. I don't know what I like about improvisation. To be honest, I, don't, I can't pinpoint like why I particularly like it. Um, I mean, can you? 
I think it might go on to, was it last week we were talking about, like, vibing with each other and kind of just... Yeah, I guess so. And I think because it happens in jazz, or, well, I've only experienced it in jazz, um, you can kind of look at someone and play something and you'll both giggle at it because it's a little... Yeah. uh, There's almost jokes in music. And it isn't... Everyone knows what the joke, but it's like if something plays or gets played, yeah. it's like oh, that was that was quite cool. Um, yeah. Like in um, Have You Seen Them Cakes by mm. Nigel, uh, National Youth Jazz Orchestra. Um, yeah. There's like the melody, and then the piano just plays like a little lick when it's all quiet, and it's just you know mm. it's, it's funny, isn't it? Um, yeah. And and so, well, yeah, I think it is just the ability to mess about. Yeah. Well, the, another another um, time that happened was when, uh, what was it? Have you heard of, yeah, um, it was in Lingus by Snarky Puppy. Right. Um, you, uh, there's a really famous Corey Henry solo um, where he, uh, he's like, playing this insane solo and his fellow keyboard um, player, Sean Martin, is next to him. And he's not like, he's not grooving to it, is he? He's he's actually laughing. Yeah. But he's not, laugh- he's not laughing in like a mockery way. He's laughing because of how good it is. And it's weird how um, jazz musicians do this. And I, you know, we've, we've I remember um, in a couple of ASB concerts happened before when, you, you know, a soloist is playing something really good or even something f- like like funny I guess I, it, it's not funny yeah, it's wi- oh, I can't even it explain is. it it's, it's almost we're happy that they played it and so we laugh right we, we, I mean it's weird isn't it we, I guess we're just all weirdos but um, <laughs> but um, I mean yeah. yeah the only the only funny thing that I can think of why I know it's funny is the lick well that is but, hilarious but that's I mean, obviously, that's the funniest of joke comedy. I've ever heard. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Literally is. Um, um, yeah. Do you, remember um, my, do, you remember the, do you remember my recital? I did every every single piece I did in my solo, I would do the lick in some form. I just was, make sure I, that, I have to throw it in. That was so... Okay, because I, I was turning your pages um, yeah. and I thought it was, you know, we had to be very proper because it was a recital and, you know, parents <laughs> were there and, you know, it yeah, yeah. it wasn't quite a concert and so it, it felt proper. And so I was just yeah. there, you know, hands either in front of me or behind me trying to look somewhat sensible and then you're just there in your solo playing the lick <laughs> so many times. And I'm there trying desperately not to laugh because <laughs> I think I look like a weirdo. But it, it's interesting that you did bring that up, though, laughing. Yeah. Because I was thinking about yeah. this. Um, and also, why do jazz musicians pull faces like they're in pain? Mm, true. You know, like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. And it's... Yeah, yeah. Because... I, I think that goes down to... Again, I think that's all, that's all in improvisation, actually, because I think that you only do that when you hear something for the first time. Or, well, I don't know, I right. guess if you hear... If there's, like, a juicy chord change you you'll you'll have like a grimacing face maybe every time you hear it but yeah yeah it makes you happy and and i think that's where the laughing comes from because you just yeah i remember we we did a concert our school joint with um another big band 
and the other big band yeah. was really great. It was just this wall of sound, and we were just much. laughing. And and it wasn't like oh look at them they're playing really loud, it was yeah. we were laughing and it was impressive. It was just yeah. wow that's great. Yeah, um, definitely. So yeah, definitely. Okay, uh, let's move on. We've got a bonus question. Uh, bonus gonna do very question. Quickly. I didn't. I didn't think. Well, I guess this will just have to be a bit longer this episode. Um, yeah, maybe. So, um, this was. I don't know why I thought of this. I think I was watching. I was. I was just watching some videos on YouTube, and I was seeing the type, the type of people playing different instruments, and it made it was kind of me thinking. Sorry, I'll try and speak. I'll try and speak English. It was. It was like me thinking. Our um, our instruments. Callum, yeah. Um, sorry. Can we just like when when you put these together? Can you cut it? Because my headphones came out <laughs> for a slight second, and so nice. you were talking and. The microphone brought it up, so do you want to? Oh, I see. Oh, just okay. do the question again. Sorry. <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. So we'll just go from the bonus question. Yes. Okay. Hopefully, it should be easy to uh, put together. Otherwise, you're going to be in trouble. Um, okay. <laughs> so we're going to move on to our our bonus question of the of this week. Seeing as we are missing next week, we thought we'd add in a extra one. Um, so I was thinking about this when I was I was watching um some YouTube videos and I was it sounds kind of weird but I was thinking about why is that person playing that instrument um <laughs> and it got me thinking of are instruments matched with um like a person's personality whether it be subconscious or not um so like hmm. maybe we could talk about introverted people and extroverted people in that way so like an extroverted p- person is unlikely to play an instrument that is in the background, maybe like a bass guitar. Sorry, bass guitarist. Um, whereas maybe a singer um, or even a, like a first violin player um, might be quite extroverted because they are most of the time the centre of attention. Um, so I just, what do you think? Do you think you, you pick up an instrument based on your own personality? Or do you think you pick up an instrument just because you think it's cool? Um, Deep question. I don't know. But the the reason I I don't know is because um, I feel like I know quite a few people that should or they do play a loud instrument like a brass instrument, but they're quite quiet people. Yeah, true. And yeah. it's. So I don't know. But, yeah, I, I mean, the only reason I thought about it was because I was seeing, for some reason, I was seeing, you know, it was clear to me when I was watching people play, oh, yeah, that instrument suits you, or, oh, that instrument doesn't... And that I suppose that goes down to stereotyping, which probably I shouldn't have done, but it's, it's you know, do you think you can spot, like, oh, he, like, he's a natural drum player? Is, is, is he a natural drum player because he... Or she um, has a personality of a drum player, or can you be a natural drum player with a personality of a guitar player? Um, I mean, it's very deep. I guess what I was thinking about, but um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I just thought it was. It's uh, yeah. it's an interesting thing to like think about when you're 
watching maybe a band, you kind of think, oh yeah, you can tell that that person is a guitarist, or you can tell, yeah, he he, you know, she can sing, and that's that. I don't know. What, have you got anything? Uh, I think you can do that to like a certain extent. So I think hmm. the majority okay. of singers um, maybe are more comfortable talking yeah. in front of a crowd. Maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think maybe the majority of bassists maybe might you know prefer sitting in the background in the dark you know on their mm. own lonely. Yeah, like goblins. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, but I, I, <laughs> I think you can do that to some extent. Um, I think there are, of course, people that don't fit into that, like first violinists that are super quiet, or yeah. um, trumpet players that aren't obnoxious. Um, yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. I guess so. I guess so. Okay. Um, Right, so we move on to the story. Yes. Um, so the the story for this week is what is the best ever concert you ever played and why? Mm. We've kind of done something similar to this, I think. Um, but we haven't done... I, I did double check. We haven't done anything that's specific to like... We've done like our best like moment of being a musician, I think. Which yeah. I think kind of is the closest thing to this. Um I actually, we probably should have checked before. Um, hopefully, we haven't done the same one. Um, so, what, do I you mean, want to go first? No, you, you go. You go. Uh, okay, I'll go first. Um, so, my one um, is that the, the, the concert we bring up all the time, um, which we both played at, which is, FM, which is the F and D concert. Um, yes. The reason being, um, it was. It's weird. It's, it was more the noise of it, to be honest, that made it the best concert I've ever played. Yeah. I just remember hearing these two big pan, pans, big bands <laughs> come together, um, and you know, playing a really, really good piece. Um, but it wasn't. It, to be fair, it wasn't even that bit. It was more. It, a lot of it was to do with what happened before, where we, we, you know, we were playing in essentially. I know it wasn't a jazz club, but it was. You know, it was a kind of dirty underground <laughs> bar type scenario a typical jazz scenario yeah, yeah you know we just we used to be we used to playing in um in a, in a nice auditor- in a nice auditorium yeah which is just isn't really what jazz is about um <laughs> no and yeah i just remember it being noisy um i, I really like the piece we were playing it's the players we were playing with were one of the best probably in the in the town that we are, we live in yeah, it was just, it was just a cool experience. Um, yeah. But yeah, that that'd be my concert, concert of my life. Yeah. Hmm. What was yours? Um, have, have I picked the same as you? Uh, I mean, you have. Um, <laughs> I knew I, I actually knew. It. <laughs> but I, I was torn between two. Oh, okay, that's always good. So I, I had that one, which honestly. That was kind of maybe the fifty-one percent if I had to choose, and then the other was forty-nine. Um, okay. But that concert was amazing. It was. It was just so fun, and you could sit there yeah. whilst maybe the other groups did their sets, and you, you just like appreciate music for a bit, and then yeah. you do your set, and it, yeah. it was great. 
um, which is not it's not often what we get to do. We don't normally get to listen to other young musicians play because any other young musician we know is normally at school and we can't we can't actually watch the concerts at school, can we? It's no. it's, it's quite nice to listen to um, other young players play um, and enjoy it. So yeah, yeah it's nice. Um, well, what, what's your, what's so, your so that was one of them, and then my other one was um, an FMD concert, another one. Um, okay. But it was a Christmas one. They do yeah. a Christmas concert um, every year, I'm pretty sure. Well, yeah. Yeah, it'd be a bit weird if they didn't. I was um, going to say, Christmas gen- generally happens every year, <laughs> if, I, if I remember correctly. Is it? I thought I think it so. was every six months. Um, no, no, it's every year. <laughs> wow. Um, so yeah. they... They were doing this Christmas concert, and um, mm. they it was kind of similar to a school Christmas concert, um, yeah. but the the players were kind of sat around the edges. If that makes like okay, yeah. So it was an auditorium um, with seats also on the side, um, kind of like balconies mm. almost. Yeah, um, and yeah. the musicians would sit there, and um, it. It was people ring, ranging from kind of babies almost, um, like little okay. toddlers, all the way up to old people. Um, what, playing or watching? Yeah, uh, playing. Um, oh, wow, okay. And so they'd have like a little drama group um, that were probably infant school age. Um, yeah. And they were singing and dancing and then... Um, stuff like that and they would have orchestras and you know sitting there watching it Um, Hmm. but the reason I found it so fun was because the the jazz band played um, uh, second to last um, I'm pretty sure and then all the musicians got on and did 12 Days of Christmas um, wow okay which was actually our head of was it just was it just um uh, was it just like jazz musicians, or was there other kind of music- musicians there? No, so it it was like a whole array of musicians. So there were obviously oh, okay. jazz musicians, um, violinists from orchestra yeah. or choir okay. members, stuff like that. Wow. Okay. Um, cool. And so they all joined up, you know, yeah. uh, to play kind of a Christmas medley, and then Twelve Days of Christmas, which was our head of music's arrangement of the Twelve Days of Christmas but with different wow. words uh, and yeah. it was really fun because I've never okay this is going to make it sound quite bad like obviously after concerts having people come up to you and go oh wow that was yeah. great but yeah. I've never really had it or I've had it once or twice from people like coming up to me specifically if that makes sense right okay yeah yeah. yeah. Um, and one of them was in Prague uh, yeah. which I think was the first time it had happened on concert tour. Okay. And this yeah. guy came up to me after a concert and was like, that was that was really good. I'm like, oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Well, he spoke English. That's, that's a yeah, shock. Yeah, it, it, was, it, was, it, it was broken English. I, I'm hoping okay. that's what he said. I couldn't really understand okay. it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> maybe, he, maybe he missed out, maybe he missed out the not, maybe. Oh, wow. I'm, I mean, I'm just... <laughs> you were awful. <laughs> while smiling yeah, yeah. Um, so <laughs> so that happened and then after this concert um, so I, I was on the Barry Sachs and the 12 Days of Christmas 
had like a a classic kind of bark five one cadence of the um, hot cross buns, where it was like dun dun dun, and yeah. on the barry I was playing that, and it went down to low A, which is right on the bottom of the barry, and so nice. I was going like duh duh, and that was basically yeah. my solo um, cool. after every verse. And this this old boy from the choir just came up to me and was like, "What what what instrument is that?" I was like, "Barry sax." And he's like, "Wow, that that's so cool. You could really hear it." I'm like, oh, yeah, thanks. Wow. I, was, I was trying. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, let's let's, uh, let, let's hope you heard it in a nice way. Well, yeah, it does sound like a fart. I think would be the nicest way to say it. Definitely a beast. It is. Yeah. It's a big boy. Um, yes. So yeah, yeah, it, it was. Yeah, it's a, a nice cool concert. story. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I guess that F concert before maybe topped it off because it was just. Well, I guess first of all, you could um, listen to them playing by themselves before you even you even you even joined, which probably right. was quite nice. Yeah. Um, but also, you you were um, playing in a different scenario as well in the. Very different room by the sounds of it. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. Um, right, let's move on to our musical stereotypes. Um, so I'll do the first... I'll do the first two. I'll let you do three this week. Oh, thanks. I'm, I'm, fe- I'm feeling generous. <laughs> uh, right, so first one is... This one hurts to say, I've got to say. I've got to admit. We've got someone who maybe isn't a fan of this certain musician that me and Jake are. Um, yes. So, Jacob Collier overcomplicates music. Hmm. Um, hmm. I mean, I guess the answer is yes, he does. Yeah. But he does it in such a good like, such a good way, in such a cool way. Um, most of the time. Most of the time, yeah. <laughs> sometimes some of his old um... some, of, some of his old stuff, actually, I sometimes listen to and think, oh, did you really need to do that? Like, could you yeah. not have just done this like do you know what I mean but I mean yeah I he's he's I think he's found the balance between complicated and you know just pleasant music yeah. to listen to um, yeah so so yeah I would disagree but at the same time I understand where you're probably coming from um, but yeah uh, this next one I'm not going to say his name but it does come from a trumpeter so maybe bear that in mind um <laughs> Brass players are cool and funny. Lie. <laughs> no, not we can't, we can't have another we can't have another flute episode, Jake. Well, can't it, do, it can't might get there. I'm, I'm gonna try and hold myself back. But okay, good. Oh, I've got nothing against brass players. I mean, they're loud. But um, I mean, yeah, I quite like all brass instruments. I think I'm not sure there's a brass instrument I don't like. Um, yeah, but. Does that make I'm them not, objectively cool and funny people I mean, just because I mean, they no. play a brass instrument? I was going to say, that's more maybe your personality rather than what instrument you play. But at the same time, maybe, maybe sometimes they're cool. Hmm. I mean, do you know who Mars Davis is? Have well, you heard of that guy? I mean... He's, he's pretty He's pretty cool. Is he? No, he yeah, is. of course he is. Yeah, He's pretty um, cool. Go on, next one. Oh, sorry. Do you want to say something? It's it's just like quick quick question for you brass players yeah. out there. Why oh, okay. do you insist on being so loud? Like what 
What purpose? What what is the point? You know, when when a piece says piano, it normally means quiet. But in your music lessons, we taught that that meant loud. Because honestly, it's the only thing I can hear. There hasn't been a time where I've heard a trumpet player, obviously on like recordings, but they've probably mixed you out and put you on mute, right? But in live concerts that I've been performing in, why do you think you have you know reign over everyone else? You know you. I have nothing against trumpets or brass or whatever, right? But it gets quite annoying when you're just blasting out, especially when you don't have the melody, right? Which is is a rare occasion because somehow composers think <laughs> you deserve the melody. But it's it's just like, please, quiet down and give give other people a chance. The poor flutes over there, you know, they're trying to tune. You know, and, and you're just there, you know, blasting. That's why they're out of tune the whole time. It's because you're <laughs> playing about. <sighs> sorry, you finished. Yeah, you finished. sorry. Yeah. Oh, is that a week? Is that going to be a weekly thing now? You just have an absolute rant at the end, just because yeah. you just. If I get stupid point. stereotypes like this every week, then yeah, it will be a rant every week. Uh, <sighs> sorry. Well, anyway, let's move on. <laughs> Um, music school is pointless. No, music, music at school is pointless. Oh, mu- <laughs> music school is not pointless. I'm going to music school. Well, that's the American term. So, sorry, um, music at school is pointless. I mean, no, it's not. Obviously, no, what? Otherwise, no. they would. Otherwise, otherwise, they would. They would. would wouldn't teach it, wouldn't they? Like, it I mean, has got some point. That is happening. Um, yeah. Um, maybe. I thought the same for art though. So I do kind of get where they're coming from. Like, yeah, maybe some yeah. subjects are pointless to you at the time, but just don't ruin it for everyone else. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Don't ruin it for people. Because like, there'll always be a subject that you really like and some of the people's, other people don't. And the, But at the same time, it'll be the opposite. You'll, you'll like really hate subjects and other people really like it. Um, so yeah, I, people don't take music seriously really at school and I, I kind of get it if you're not a musician um, but yeah. yeah it really bugs me when like the the year nines get sent in to, to our classes just because oh. they haven't behaved and then they get told off and it's, it's like 10 minutes of our lesson gone because some year nine doesn't want to do music for an hour it's like it's an hour of your life it, you don't really have to know how to do it you just have to play a few keys pretend that you're just not very good and that's all you have to do well it's like you just have to pretend to try. I, I think exactly. I've learned something quite late in my school career is that teachers, right, I'm going to, maybe I am completely wrong, but it's like, I don't think teachers actually care as long as you try or pretend to try. Exactly. If, if you pretend if they, if to they, care, yeah. then yeah. happy days. Exactly. Exactly. So just, you know, sit there, hit a xylophone for an hour, and yep. you know it's it's much more pleasant than being shouted at in front of a bunch yep. of year twelves who are laughing at you. Um, exactly, exactly. And it yeah. was quite funny actually when they got sent in because a lot of the time they get a massive turn off and they would, you know, they come in like, I, I feel kind of bad for saying this, but I don't really care. Um, like they'll come in with like quite a big ego, thinking they're on top of the world just because they got sent out of a classroom, and then the teacher will shout at them, and then they'll sit down and wouldn't talk for the rest of the lesson. It's quite funny. It um, is really I mean, funny. We've all been we've all been there. Let's be honest. But um, I was a model yeah. student. I've never uh, been told off. Of, of course, of course. <laughs> when when does that model student start? 
Uh, oh, I don't know. <laughs> In my next life. 20, 20, 20 years? <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, go on, next one. Oh, uh, so the next one. Um, all musicians either turn to drugs or alcohol. Do you this say either? Either Not turn either. to drugs. Either, either, either mm. neither, neither. What, which, one, really which, one, which one is it? Neither, neither. It, it doesn't matter. I it's say either. either. It's either. Oh, either is wrong. Either, either, wrong. either of them. It, <laughs> it really is irrelevant. Yeah, it is to this question. Much like flutes. Um, um, so, um, yeah, that, that's really sad. They they do. Uh, it's not some 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 like worse than others. Yeah, I think, but like, it's a, it's quite a common thing that, like, happens in the musician's life, um, especially if they get quite famous. I think it almost gets worse as they get more famous. Yeah, um, which is a shame, but um, yeah, it's just what happens. Just life. I I can't imagine the industry being the nicest place on earth. Like just no. being constantly in the public eye, and so much expected of you. Yeah, and it's like you must get just fed up. You're, once you're in the music industry, you're expected basically to give. I mean, especially in the pop industry and like the kind of yeah in the pop industry you're expected to give your life away to your fans you know you have to be always you know active and making sure that you're engaging with your fans you've got to be places all the time um you have to party a lot i believe not that i know any pop stars but i from reading <laughs> things i've heard that you do have to turn up to different parties and yeah it's, i guess it's just oh. one of those things um yeah, so, yeah. it's it, uh, it's a coping mechanism. It's not yeah. the best um, yeah. way to deal with it, but you know, uh, yeah. I can kind of. I I don't. I would like to think I wouldn't do it, uh, yeah. but I can see why. Yeah, I, I see why it, people it, do it. It's, it must Definitely. be tough. Um, yeah, but yeah. Anyway, anyway, last one. Um, musicians are broke at one point in their life. Let's be honest. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We hate to break it, but we are at one point, or probably multiple points, or probably all of our life broke. <laughs> but I think Aren't sometimes we all broke. We're, we're we're almost broke broke for the right reasons. Yeah. Especially if you're like an up and coming musician, where you're not really spending your money on stupid things. You are spending your money on things that are trying to like help you get to the next stage i think you're broke because you want to like buy things that will make you better if that makes sense but yeah. i mean yeah the answer of the stereotype is yes they are there's always a yeah every every musician has their like oh i was broken i was living on the street story do you know what i mean so yeah it's um, um uh, i'm trying to sorry i i finally learned the difference between a win a, a no-win situation in the Catch-22. And so I'm trying to figure out which it is. Because mm. it's, you know, to make money from music, you have to give a lot of time to it, right? But yeah. quite a lot of that time often requires money to pay for the things. But then also, yeah. you can't get the money 
um, like in order to get that money, you have to work, but you can't spend time working because you're spending time doing music. Yeah. I think it's a catch yeah. twenty two. I think. Yeah, that's um, true. That's and true. so you're just in this loop, and so it it gets to a point where you're like, well, which do I do? Do I give up on my dreams of music, and you know, continue mm. being a waitress or whatever, um, a table yeah. server? Um, yep. You know, and yeah. yeah. Mm, okay. Yeah. Right then. Well, let's do our last uh, part, and that's our album of the week. Um, I will do mine first. I can't remember who went first last time, but I'll just do mine. Um, so my, I, I got inspiration for this album uh, after watching a Netflix documentary um, okay. about said musician. Um, the album's called Q's Look Joint. And mm. it's by uh, Quincy Jones. Oh, okay. There's a documentary about him on Netflix. It's very, very good. I'd recommend anyone who is into music actually in general because he's worked with all kinds of musicians um all the way from sinatra to uh, i can't think of any dr dre i mean he's worked with yeah loads of musicians um so this album um is stands out to me because it's an album that never stops if that makes sense so it's got like an intro and it goes into each song it like it's it's like a constant song if that makes sense but it's not yeah so there's different songs but they all interlock with each other musically if that makes sense right um there's a lot of um other musicians on there. there's a guy called ray charles ray charles who's on there who's a uh american singer i think i think he plays piano as well um and also phil collins who's a drummer who's very good um so there's lots, of, lots Boy. of collaboration he's um, local what you say? phil collins he's from guildford is he? Yeah. How how did you not know, know that? It's like the one thing to come out of Guildford. Oh, that's not true. <laughs> Ed Sheeran went to ACM in Guildford. Just saying. That's not a real school, let's be honest. True. It's probably why anyway. it's so bad. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's my album of the week. What's yeah. yours? Um, so mine is um, Earth, Wind and Fire, I Am classic I thought you were laughing at me it's just you're yawning no. sorry yeah, for being sorry, boring I'm, Callum I'm, I'm so I'm very very tired and I'm also extremely hot <laughs> quite warm too <laughs> hey, hey. sorry that that was inappropriate <laughs> that is um, not a good joke that is not a good joke <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway going back to Earth in the Fire it's a good album um, uh, yeah maybe I don't know Earth, Wind and Fire, they're great, aren't they? I don't yeah. think... Is that is that the album that's got September on? By any uh, chance? No, it's the album with Boogie Wonderland, uh, oh, okay. After Love Has Gone, Let Your Feelings Show, you know, all the good stuff. Nice. Um, nice. Bas- actually, I think, can I change it and just go listen to Earth, Wind and Fire? What, <laughs> instead of having an album, you just have to listen to every single song of theirs? Yeah, just... Uh, yeah. They're great. Don't see why not. Um, they, two of their singers, uh, Maurice White, and mm. I've forgotten the name of the other one, but their their range is insane. I sent you a video of one of their concerts. It isn't Maurice yeah. White. It's the other fella. Um, yeah. Some uh, Phil 
something, I I think. Um, but his range, um, I looked it up because it was mental. And mm. I think his top note is G6. That's pretty high. Which, to put into perspective, is a whole tone higher than the Queen of the Night aria. What? Yeah. That's that's Fair mental. Fair enough. Um, and it's yeah. Uh, I think it's Philip Bailey, is his name. Oh okay. Um, yeah. Phil Bailey. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's he's crazy. Um, mm. and they they still sound pretty good today. Um, yeah. Because it's I think they it's are. quite common for people to ruin their voices. Um, maybe. <laughs> but yeah. No, but cool bands. Definitely cool bands. Cool. Right then. Well, we've just about run out of time. Uh, so, do you, I mean, it's your turn to end the episode. So, oh, anytime you want, you right, know. Right. Yeah. Sorry. Um. I. I just thought we'd sit on this moment for a bit. You know. Really. Oh, okay. What reflect? Re- reflect on up in the fire. Yeah. Well, not just that, but experience each other. You know. The, okay. The audience right, end, and end, us. It, end it quickly. End it um, quickly. Thank. Thank you for for listening. If you got this far, well done. Um, you deserve a medal. Um, no, I think they deserve a trophy. Oh, sorry. more than a medal. I, I just didn't think we could afford a trophy. Um, no, we've got so, big sponsors coming through. Don't worry. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, of course. Just watch out. Yeah. Um, we'll yeah, be yeah. big soon. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Thank you. If you have any questions or stereotypes, um, mm. head over to our Instagram. We normally put a sticker up there, or just DM us. Um, yeah yeah please get involved and thank you goodbye thank you very much yeah